friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are coming off of Labor Day weekend, and I hope that you all enjoyed a long, relaxing, fun-filled weekend with your family and friends. I am so excited to get to our guest today, my conversation with Suzanne Tulian, all about brand versus marketing. She's a brand clarity expert and international speaker and a two-time author. She has written two books, The Brand DNA and Personal Brand Clarity. And in our conversation today, we talk a lot about the Personal Brand Clarity book that she's recently released, and it is so good. And our conversation was such a great conversation because I think that brand and marketing do get mixed up a lot when it comes to business. What is the difference between creating a brand and marketing your brand? What should you do to build a brand versus market your brand? These are all things that we talk about in this conversation, and I am so excited for you to listen in. Really quickly, before we get into today's conversation, I want to remind you that if you have not left a review for the Girl Means Business podcast yet, I would encourage you to please go do so. Just hit pause for a hot second head over to iTunes and leave a quick review and let me know what you love about this podcast, what you want to see more of, or even what you are not enjoying. I want to hear all of the details of what you think of this show. It's a great way for you to give me feedback, to help me grow the podcast, as well as to share your thoughts and ideas and opinions about the show with other potential listeners. Thank you so much for all of your support. I love you guys. All right, let's get into my conversation today with Suzanne Tulian. All right, guys, I am here with Suzanne today. We're going to be talking about brand clarity and building a brand and all things personal branding. And I'm so excited because this is one of my, also my favorite topics. I know your favorite topic as well, Suzanne. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Kendra. This girl needs some business, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're going to jump right into this thing. I love it. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here and for taking time to chat with us today. So I want to start by introducing you to my audience here and let us know a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of the Cliff Notes version of how you got started in branding. I know you wrote a book, which is a huge undertaking. So what led you to that? Yeah, I actually have three books, but yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> it was a big undertaking every single time. <laughs> so I, you know, I started in this industry just doing graphic design and marketing, and I did some PR work. And I'm just fascinated by this the human psyche. You know, what makes humans, specific humans, be drawn to certain things, right? What, what is that attraction thing? And you've got to kind of figure that out in, in marketing strategy and, and really understand the persona. You know, people call it now the avatar. So I dug into that for years in my career and uh, did, a, yeah, again, a lot of training in marketing uh, workshops. And I decided that I was going to start my own business. So I left corporate America. Do, I was a creative project manager, left corporate America and started my own design boutique called ID by design. And I focused on corporate identity, look and feel right. And some, you know, family collateral pieces that would go with that. 
So I mainly worked with startup companies, um, you know, who needed a visual brand that represented who they were. And, and then those pieces that kind of followed with that, that were consistent. And I realized that through that, those three years uh, outside of corporate America in my own boutique, that my clients did not understand who they were as a brand. And so when I would give, you know, walk through an intake and I try to get them to understand, you know, these questions that I was asking them so that I, I could formulate a visual representation or icon or graphic that would represent their brand, they really could not um, describe their value position in, in who they were. And that was shocking to me. And so I realized that all I was doing as a graphic designer was putting lipstick on the pig, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, literally a new coat of paint or, uh, you know, a fresh look and feel. And they think they were thinking that that would grow their business. So that would change everything. Right. When what I realized they didn't really understand is, is that deeper fundamental understanding of their distinction and what makes them different. And so I, I pivoted uh, after three years of design work. I said, you know, I'm not doing you a service. I'm doing you a disservice by just, you know, taking your money and designing something pretty that you can put on a sign or business card or a website. But rather, why don't I help you become what you want to be known for? Right? Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean by that? We know who we are. We're like, well, you can't even explain it to me. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> And what makes you different? And then, and then train and beyond that, train their employees to deliver on the promise. What is the promise, right? So that's what really got me thinking deeper about corporate identity and in what brand really means. And that's what got me to write the, my first book, Brand DNA, with my at the time partner, Kel Chapman. And then my second, well, my very first book was an ebook called The Six Myths of Small Business Branding. Oh. And then Brand DNA. And then over COVID quarantine, I got to work on personal brand clarity. So, um, and that focuses on that solo professional um, market, right? Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what got me to where I am is realizing that um, it's, you know, the brand is not the logo. I know we're going to talk about what that is. And I'd love mm -hmm. to explain deeper what the difference is there. Yeah. Well, I was listening, I was kind of jotting down some notes as you were talking, because there's a lot of things that you said that really took me back to when I started my first, my photography business, which is my, was my kind of start off business. And I remember thinking like, okay, my brand, I need to have a logo. I need to have colors. Like that's <laughs> all. I mean, that's the extent of what I knew was I needed to have a logo. I needed to have like certain colors that I sort of stuck with. It never occurred to me, and especially, you know, like with photography, and I use this as an example a lot on the podcast, because it's what I know, but photography is a very visual Mm -hmm. um, industry to begin with. And so right off the bat, you have to kind of figure out like, what is your style? What a kind, what, you know, what's your editing style? What's your you know photographic style? What's your technical style? All those things. And I see a ton of people starting off in the photography world who are just sort of all over the place. And I think we all kind of start that way, but it reminds me a lot of other businesses I see too, that are launching, they're just kind of like, okay, well, I do this. I'm a virtual assistant or I'm a hairstylist or I'm, you know, fill in the blank. And exactly what you said, that value proposition, they don't understand what it is that they're offering that sets them apart. So I wanted you to define that word for us. I think that that's a word that value proposition to phrase 
that kind of gets tossed around, but people who might be newer to business don't quite understand what that means. Can mm-hmm. you kind of break that down and tell us what a value proposition is? Well, to, if we're going to stay in the realm of personal branding, right, which mm-hmm. it, it is really about the solo professional, because I can talk two different languages when we're talking about businesses with employees, the big corporate brands versus the, the personal brand. But the value proposition for a personal brand is really the essence of their delivery, like in the essence of their distinction and the essence of their delivery, because I can buy what they're selling anywhere in the world. I can. You just go to www.something, right? (laughs) And so that's, so why am I buying from you? And so that, that essence of who you are is your value proposition. Your, or what I would also say, your value position, right? It's a, it's a position that you stand in. It's your foundation, fundamental understanding, your level of confidence. It's your level of consistency, right? And, and how you go about being you that makes you different than what anybody else would choose. And uncovering that is the actual process of branding, so branding is just, in, in my perspective, as a brand clarity expert, is the assignment of meaning to something. Okay. So I can be, and, and I'm going to back up for a second, because every single one of us out there has already a personal brand. We already have it. It's all, because all a brand is, is a perception. So branding is the assignment of meaning to whatever perceptions you want others to have of you. And you can be branded consciously or a lot of people are branded unconsciously. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're not fully aware of who they are being in the space of their work, in the space of their family or friends or community, right? Yeah. So when someone says that they're going to brand themselves, that means to me that they're going to be more conscious, strategic, and deliberate in the assignment of meaning as to who they are and how they're going to start showing up in congruency with that. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And I, I heard this recently and as you were talking, it kind of brought it back to me is that someone I, I was looking at online one, said, one time said that Think of your brand, like your branding is your reputation. It's what is, how do people perceive you? You know, and that was one thing Mm -hmm. that I think, I don't know if I read in a book or I saw it somewhere when I was in my photography business and it made me realize like, okay, the things that all of my clients are saying they appreciate about me, the, the communication, the, the comfort level, the fact that like I'm a mom and they're moms and they connect with that and that they understand like the, you know, I talk a lot about like, uh, body and body positivity and self doubt and self love mm-hmm. and all these things and that was things they struggle. Like, those little pieces I didn't realize were becoming my reputation and my brand. So when I thought of it in that sense of my brand is sort of it's the reputation. It's what people and like you said. Some people place that on you based on what they perceive of you, and sometimes yeah. you you know you become conscious of it and you put it out there. But that was something that just kind of was like a light bulb moment for me where I was like, oh, okay, that makes it make a little bit more sense because brand can, it feels like sort of this word that people throw around so much now, especially, 
with social media and all these things. Everybody's a brand. And you're kind of like, okay, I get it. You're a brand, but what does that really mean? And so when you kind of attach that reputation piece to it, that helped me sort of clarify it a little bit. Does that sound right? Am I like totally out of left field on that one? Or No, I think, you know, you're definitely on track there. The, the reputation piece though, remember it's either conscious or unconscious. So as, as a personal brand, are we intending to be perceived that way? You know, intending, yeah. are we really aware? Are we designing the experience others have of us through that thought and awareness? Because we understand who we are. We've done the work, the deep dive work to to know what my core values are, understand my brand style attributes. I know what makes me different. I, I have a mantra. I have a brand promise, personal brand, why statement. Basically, I know who I am and I know I'm not going to appeal to everybody. I will resonate with some and those people are my best clients. But the, the problem with, with branding and marketing, Kendra, I think in what I see for the last 18 to 20, 30 years is that it's used as the function of marketing is the mm-hmm. same as branding. So marketing to me is the two separate things. You go market a brand. You're out there marketing a brand, right? So right. if you have not yet fully defined the brand, what are you out there marketing? You know, and what happens with yeah. that, that's like a mic drop moment, right? Oh, what yeah. happens with that is that people are unconsciously chasing the client, the prospect out there, because they haven't done the work to understand and define who they are and what makes them different. And that is just a vicious cycle that happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's the frustration. Yeah. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. And it's a push versus a pull, right? Yeah. When you, when you can get crystal clear on who you are as a brand, then the narrative begins to shape, right? The words you use, the vernacular, the, the description, the, the way of being starts to show up, right? Because you are more conscious, strategic, and deliberate in that. And that automatically shifts vibration if you want to go there, right? And it change, changes everything externally. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee, no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so 
I want to kind of back up just for a second and talk about, because I, I love what you said about like, you have to, if you don't have your brands figured out, what are you, what are you marketing? What are you, what are you really selling to people? So yeah. for somebody who's listening, who's thinking, okay, I don't know that I have my brand figured out, or I don't know what sets me apart because I feel like I don't have anything unique or special to give. How do you figure that out? <laughs> That's why I wrote the book. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a loaded question because I'm sure there's a million, like you could probably spend hours talking about that. But I'm just curious, like from a very sort of basic baseline level, like I'm thinking about the person who's going, I'm just a mom in the suburbs who wants to start a business selling jewelry on Etsy. What is it about me? Like I, ha- there's nothing interesting about me that makes me unique or creative or any of these things, you know, like the, all those, those voices we get in our heads saying like, you're just another one on the, uh, of the million. So how do you do the work or what work should they be doing to figure that piece out? That's a couple of questions all rolled into one. Basically. I know. <laughs> so first of all, everyone has uniqueness. You know, we have to understand that there is something about our worldview based on our past experiences on how we perceive the world. And if we're selling, hopefully the solopreneurs that are in your audiences are really loving what they're doing, right? They got to choose what they want to do as a solopreneur. And if, let's say, use your example, the gal selling the jewelry on Etsy, she's, she's selecting these pieces. If not, she's making them, right? I'm, you know, whatever it is, but she's got some way of thinking about some insights, some worldview, some, some perspective about these pieces that she wants to bring to the world and sell to the world, right? So there's a narrative right there. You know, why is she selecting these particular pieces? And these pieces each could have a paragraph of a story. And when people read the stories about this piece and why she selected it, they fall in love with it because it's, it's the more they know, the more they can resonate with, right? The more they buy in. And it's through all the senses also. Um, that we have these multi-sensorial opportunities to create branded experiences. So the way to do that is to really flush out. That's, that's when I created the brand DNA process when I first started this business 18 years ago, because companies didn't do it because they didn't know how. There wasn't a mm-hmm. process there to do it. And then in 2011, I started coaching solopreneurs. And I said, you know, I'm going to bring this process out of corporate America and start teaching it to solopreneurs. And we're going to expand it because it's about the person, right? It's not, it's not any longer just about the business. So when you are a personal brand, you don't turn into a brand as soon as you walk in your office doors at home, right? (laughs) Or you sit down at your computer, you have a personal brand in your community, in your family, you know, with your friends, everybody's perceiving you. The question is, is are you in control of it? And if you want to be in control of it, that's what I wanted to swing back to your, your mention of reputation. Yeah. Other people are, there's always going to be other people seeing you as something you're not intending them to see. Mm-hmm. Right. They right. just, because they're seeing you from their filter. Mm-hmm. But you can do certain things in a very conscious, strategic, and deliberate way to create an essence of who you are, build the trust, right, through consistency, and become known for that uh, within your tribe 
<laughs> your right tribe. But it does, it takes work. And it's, it's these activities that I created in the book. And I have an online course that you can walk yourself through and really unpeel the onion and uncover those things. Even the most boring people that think they're, they have nothing, that they're just plain Jane or would have nothing, will find that they have these attributes that they can begin to embed into their actions and behaviors at, now at a much more conscious level that really create a distinction in their, the way that they market, the way they go out and network, the way they hang out with their friends and build their families. I mean, it's just an awareness piece, really, yeah. so that we can begin then to co-create our future by understanding who we want to show up as. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, if anything, reality TV has taught us that even like everybody can be somebody like everybody has their own unique proposition because yes. yeah, I mean, these people have TV shows that you would never imagine have TV shows. So why can't you have, you know, the branding that you want to put out into the world as well? Um, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's really yeah. about get, getting clear on what you want to be known for, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be this you know, million dollar showcase baby, you know, on a, on a screen, it can just be you. It's just yeah. you, right? Sure. So what do you say to people? Cause I've had this question or kind of, I guess rather this pushback a little bit from some of my coaching clients who are afraid to combine, I guess they have this business, they have this company they've created or this, you know, I, I say brand, you just out of, habit, but they have this business they've created and the business is its own little thing. And they feel like they want to keep themselves separate and let the business be its own thing. What do you say to somebody who is afraid to put themselves into their business? Does that make sense? How's it working for you? Is what I would ask them first. Not great. (laughs) Yeah. It's not great. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's so much competition out there. And, and again, people don't buy what you sell. They buy what you believe. That's some from Simon Sinek, right? Mm-hmm. And you, when you really think about all I have is this widget to sell or this service to sell. But you know what? There's 30,000 other coaches or consultants that say they sell the same thing. Why would they come to me? So they have to own up to the fact that, in my opinion, that some of them has to seep in to the business side of it. Otherwise, they're creating some cognitive dissonance that is not clicking for people. There's no, there's no person on the other side of this widget, right? Right. So I have no relationship with it. There's no resonance. It's dissonance. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I would tell them. Yeah, I, I think that's so true because... And again, I'm going to go back to the photography world, but you have all of these photographers on social media posting these beautiful images. They're fabulous. And some of them are completely incredibly stunning, but I have zero connection to those photos Mm. because I don't know who the person is. And yet I will follow certain photographers. Like, for example, I'm obsessed with Instagram and Instagram reels. I will follow photographers that I have, you know, really zero interest in their, their, photographs necessarily, but I love their content they're putting out of themselves. I love the story. There's one I follow that she's a wedding photographer in like Arizona. I have zero need to be in that in her world right now, but I love that she talks about the fact that she and her family 
they have a van, they travel around in for vacations. And she is obsessed with these really cool hats. And she talks about hats and she talks about like being the mom with pink hair. Like it's so far out of my realm, but I'm like, I follow her because of those things Mm -hmm. and her work, her amazing, incredible photos are just sort of a bonus or the icing on the cake of who (laughs) she is. And that's why I keep trying to tell people when I see them, you know, on social media saying like, well, I can't seem to, to get people to book with me. And I, I, you know, even though my prices are low or they're this or that, they're competitive and my work is great, but yeah. What is it that's setting you apart? What is it that people are connecting with? Because they're not going to connect with a random photo of someone else's family. They're not going to connect with a stock photo that you put out there. They're going to connect with your face, your voice, your personality, your quirks, your uniqueness. And it's, yeah, like I, it's just one of those things where I just want to like kind of pound it into people's heads sometimes. <laughs> well, so I, yeah. You know, I- Gosh, you know, the more I get into this and understand quantum physics and law of attraction and vibration and all those other fun words that a lot of people think are woo-woo, I really understand beginning to understand. But when there's a resistance to understanding who you are, you're creating a resistance of everything externally around you. So when you, but when you allow that and you take that deeper dive and you get vulnerable with yourself and you truly begin to understand that you start to literally fall back in love with who you are and appreciate what you bring to the table. And that raises your vibration. And then you show up in a room, you like, you walk in a room and people turn around and look because they feel the energy, you know, because Mm -hmm. you are so solid, you're aligned, you're confident. They want to be in your circle. So that's kind of the secret behind doing the work. Mm-hmm. It's not just this rote doing, 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 doing. Branding is about being. You know, marketing yeah. is the doing part. Mm-hmm. So who are you being is, is really the secret sauce, in my opinion, over all the years I've been in this industry. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. 
The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. I am writing that down because that's, I love that. So the, the brand is what are you being? Who are you being? And the marketing is what are you doing? I think that's such an amazing, perfect <laughs> distinction because you're right. People do get the two confused. That's such a big, such a big difference. So I think there's two things I love that you've said here about, you know, if you don't have a brand, then what, what are you marketing to people? You, you're marketing nothing yet. And then that piece about the, the brand is what you're being and who you're being and the, the marketing is what are you doing? So that yeah, alone is it, like gold right there. <laughs> it is. And it's not that you don't have a brand because you have to resign to the fact that you already do. I mean, mm-hmm. as soon as you started talking to people in this world, people started perceiving you, right? In the first seven seconds of a transaction or talking with anybody, they are forming that other person is forming 11 impressions in seven seconds of you based on the multisensorial input that they get in their sensory. So they're already starting to form it. That question, as I mentioned before, is do you want to be in control of that? And have you thought through what you want that to be for them? Right. Right. And until we can get more conscious, again, strategic and deliberate in how we show up instead of, oh, I just got to post another post. I just got to be out there and really think about who you are being, then that's going to shift everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. And I love, you know, even like the kind of the psychology behind it, because that's something that I've mm-hmm. always been interested too. Like when you were talking at the beginning about how you really got into sort of like the, why people are drawn to things, why people buy from certain things, like that has always fascinated me. And so I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you and I are on the same page there. And the fact that you almost, it almost feels like in order, like not in order to find your brand, but it's like, this is where I feel like that therapy is good for people because I'm like, we all need to to understand ourselves a little bit better. You know, I think even outside of the fact that yes, you're building a business and you want to have this personal brand. I think it's so important for us to understand ourselves in everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, who are we, what makes us tick, you know, instead of just worrying so much about all these things we have to do, like turn and look inside and figure out like, okay, what makes me happy? What do I really enjoy? What, you know, what do I want to put out there? What, and, and does it match what I'm already doing? So here's a question I have for you. So if somebody, let's say that, you know, you kind of mentioned the fact that the conscious and the, the unconscious piece. So unconsciously, mm-hmm. let's say that somebody, you know, has already sort of built this unconscious brand of what people think of them, but it's not exactly the brand they want to put out into the world. How do you go about shifting that so that it is the brand you want to put out into the world? Mm, great question. You know, that falls into the, the idea that we were talking about before we even started recording is those three characteristics that uh, a successful brand must have. And I'll, I'll mention the first one, which is being consistent. And that means, so let's say that, you know, th- this person has this reputation and they want to they want to up-level the reputation. Mm-hmm. They, they realize that, you know, things aren't going well for them and 
they're doing something, but they know themselves that that's not really what, how I want to show up. You know, they know deep down that that's not how I want people to perceive me. And they realize they have to do some work, right? They have to understand their core values, really flush those out, define them. And how do they actually show up in that core value that they've defined for themselves? What is their style attribute? This is their, the essence of their personality. And I'll, again, all these exercises are in, in the workbooks, in the book, in the online course. And they have to commit to being more in alignment with that. And again, have consciousness around how they want to begin to be seen. What do they want to become known for? And then they get to then design the experiences others have of them by being highly conscious of those values and style attributes so that they can deliver on, they can walk the talk and deliver on that promise. But it's, it's again, so many people these days are outside of themselves. You know, I call it, I call it, we're either, we're so externally impacted by our environments that we're no longer internally driven. Mm-hmm. And, in, and the only way we can become, get back in that driver's seat is to go inward, reflect, meditate, figure this stuff out, right? Figure out who you are because then you're less and less impacted by the external environment. You're less driven by that and being reactive and becoming more proactive, you know, as a personal brand, designing your experiences, right? Yeah. And that's, again, the magic that happens when you take control of your brand. And I think sometimes that means shutting off what you consume because it's yes. so, it's so easy to go onto social media, see what everybody else is doing and how everybody else that seems to be, you know, finding success. And then you try to emulate that, but it doesn't really resonate with you because it's not really who you are inside. So you're just constantly looking for these different suits to put on and none of them fit you properly. And so I think that, you know, sometimes shutting that off and just taking a break and saying, you know what, I am not going to use, you know, I'm not going to consume right now. I'm going to go inward and create and evaluate and, you know, journal or, you know, like, and I'm the type of person, like, I don't do well just sitting in quietness, but I've made myself do that in order to really focus on like, okay, what am I really feeling right now? Mm-hmm. And it's okay to feel these things because it's who I am. And mm-hmm. how do I take that and do something with it? So I think that that's what you just said about like, we, we focus so much on the external, we need to turn in and focus on the internal more. We're losing ourselves, I think, in our mm-hmm. society, because we're so inundated and stimulated by our external environments. And it's so dangerous, I think, for us as a, a globe, or, you know, yeah. a global community. I'm worried about it. I'm concerned about it. Um, I think that, you know, when we put on those different suits, like you were talking about, it is exhausting, it is cancer-causing, and it's unsustainable. Yeah. And we'll never live the life we want by, by watching other people and trying to be them, ever. And we're never going to be satisfied. And it's sad to really think about, right. And to watch happen. And so that resistance, I get a lot with people who aren't quite ready to step into who they are comes from that. They don't want to let that go because that's what they know. Yeah. But gosh, when I can get them, yeah, 
even though it's a negative comfort, right? Right. It's just familiar. Like Dr. Phil would say, it's familiar. How's that working (laughs) for you, right? Um, It's it's really, it's the, the work is to let go of that and really take that deep dive and understand who you are. And again, it's not about the doing. And once you start being in alignment with who you say you are and know yourself to be, then everything else changes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one you said was consistent. What are the three other, or there were two other, um, so of the branding, what was that? Great. So consistent. I want to make sure people understand it's not about being consistently late or consistently <laughs> negative talking or consi- that's not what I mean. I mean, consistent to your brand. And you, so you've got to figure that out, right? So knowing that first and then getting consistent at being that is key. The second one is authentic. And, you know, so many people have been told by a mentor, a parent, or some, a friend that said, they'll say to you sometime in, in your life, just be authentic or just be yourself, right? Well, I've heard that so many times that I had to stop and think, well, what is my authentic self? Well, who am I? And I've never written it down. I never really understood it. I never like, well, gosh, and that's kind of what drove me to this, this work as well. So being authentic to who you say you are. And if if you don't know that, you've got to figure that out. Identify, define, and align. So, So consistency and authenticity. The third and final one is what I call being generative. And that's an unusual word. We don't use it a lot in our own everyday, you know, conversation, but generative is really about, first of all, doing the work and knowing who you are and then constantly taking, seeking ways to up-level it. So you take an attribute or a core value and you say, how can I be more of this today? Or by the end of this year, I'm going to be doing this because of this value, right? You're going to up-level and up-level. So it's, again, being super conscious about who you are and identifying those attributes because that's the framework. That, yeah. that answers everything, right? So being generative. How am, what, is, what is Suzanne 2.0 or 5.0, right? So I start, I understand my brand. I did the work. That's Suzanne 1.0. So what am I going to do with this? Right? And really become and blossom into what I want to become known for. Gotcha. So those are the three. So it's kind of like saying like you're going to continue to grow in that thing. So you're not just going to say, I've done the work. I'm here. Life is good. Let's stick with this. You're going to continue to work on it and keep pushing to be better and more and more. So yeah, I like, okay, that makes sense. Because as the economy changes, the world evolves, innovation happens, there's new ways to be more of you. There's new ways to show up, right? In, in that, in the profile you're creating for yourself in the lane that you want to stay in and be known for. So creating that lane creates distinction because you're not everything to everybody. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. That leads me to kind of one other question I wanted to ask you that I hear a lot when I talk to clients or talk online about, you know, really knowing, knowing who you are as a brand, but also knowing like who it is you're really wanting to focus on working with or, or to, you know, your clients. 
So what do you say to people who are, who are like, well, I'm afraid to get too specific in my brand or too specific in who I'm targeting because I'm going to turn people out. You know, you said at the beginning of this interview, you know, you're going to repel people and that's okay. But I think that's a very normal fear that a lot of people have, especially mm-hmm. when they're new to business, because they're thinking, I just want people to work with me. I just want people to hire me or I want people to buy from me. I don't care who it is, but that's, that's not working. You know, just like you said, well, how's they don't that care about you? what you have either. Then, right. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how do you kind of help to squash that fear a little bit that, that maybe your clients are that pushback they have of, well, I don't want to get too specific on something because what if that alienates this whole group of people around me? Mm -hmm. Well, what I would say is when they, when we work on creating that profile or that avatar and and they've got 50 different attributes around this market that they want to appeal to, um, I talk to them about the, the, the scary issue or challenge of dilution and how your brand becomes diluted when you're trying to appeal to those psyches, all those different psyches. It doesn't make sense. And a confused mind doesn't buy. So if you were to pick, and I just I narrow this down, if you were to pick five of those attributes out of the 50 you just listed, what would they be? And so we keep narrowing, narrowing, narrowing. Then we have to get into a trust conversation about how you have to trust now that your new narrative can speak to these people with this, these particular attributes. And generally what happens is if they're real passionate about what it is that they're selling, then their market is a mini psyche of them. Mm -hmm. It's really them that they're selling to. It's themselves. And if you're not going to buy your own stuff, if you don't believe in buying your own stuff, right, for the price that you're charging, then you got a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can trust that, and I would just say, give it six months, you know, be the MacGyver for a minute. You know, really just test this, feel it out, work it, and really hone in on your narrative to talk to that, that smaller niche group of people. I just, I just coached a gal that changed her niche. She was all over the board. I just couldn't get her to, she's an eagle. I couldn't get her to land right <laughs> on something. She finally landed on teenagers, working with teenagers. And oh my gosh, her posts are amazing. And she's getting so much interest. And it's just, it just blew her away. She didn't want to let go of the corporate leadership stuff. She didn't want to let go of all that. But when she nailed it and just said, okay, I'm just going to spend the next six months just talking to teenagers and and parents are loving it. Mm -hmm. Right. So she's really talking to the parent, but it's for the teenager. (laughs) You know, you just, you have to, you know, we, we all want to be everything to everybody, but that is just, that's um, unrealistic. Um, when you niche down, you're going to be happier. You're going to find your perfect clients, right? And it's going to be so easy to do what you do to the yeah. perfect client, right? Instead yeah, you get that feeling. Them. You get that feeling of like, oh, this feels like home. You know, like right. that's how it felt for me. It was like, okay, I, I was doing all these things and trying to talk to all these people. And once I really figured out like who she actually is and started focusing mm-hmm. on that, I was like, I felt like I could breathe again. I was like, okay, whew, I don't have to focus on 20 different, you know, trying to touch on these 20 different points. I can just focus on the one and I can 
relax into it. And I can really go into that one, like a little bit deeper. It's like when I used to be a teacher, I would always talk about curriculum. I'm like, you want to go deep, not wide. And that's exactly kind of how I feel with finding your your niche is you want to go deep, not wide, because the deeper you can go with somebody, the more connected they're going to feel with you. Absolutely. And that is a function of differentiation, right? When you really think about brand, Mm -hmm. when you niche, you are creating differentiation in and of itself. So, and it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, I could talk to you all day long because I have like, this is something I'm so, I just love talking about this, but I know that we've been talking for a little while and I want to make sure that I respect your time and I appreciate you so much for being here. I would love to have you back on again and we can maybe go a little deeper into this, but thank you again so much. Tell everybody where they can find you a little bit about your book. You said you have a workbook and a course and all those things. How can they learn more about that? Yeah. So my book is on Amazon. It's called Personal Brand Clarity. You can also find it on my website, but it'll lead you right to Amazon. And my website is brandascension.com. And my uh, baby for the last couple of years has been developing this online course for the solo professional called um, Ignite Your Personal Brand Presence. And you can get that at www.personalbrandpresence.com. And that's, you can also get there from my website, but that's the landing page. Read about it. Check it out. It's five modules, 60 page downloadable workbook. Um, I'm there guiding you through the whole process. I narrate the whole thing and um, it's really super powerful. Nice. Well, wonderful. Well, I will make sure I have all those links down in the show notes for people. They can easily find those and get to you. So thank you again, Suzanne. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. I have a freebie that's on my website. It's on the Kickstarter toolkit tab. It's a personal brand Kickstarter toolkit. They can sign up for that and start getting some resources that will really help them starting to flush this stuff out. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I love that. I love freebies. Yeah. So definitely we will have, I think I have all of those links already ready to go. They will be in the show notes for everybody. So they can easily find all of that. And again, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and expertise on this. And I cannot wait to dive into all of your brain clarity, the book, all the things. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you, Kendra. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.